Welcome to All Along the Wasatch, a public affairs program produced by Bonneville Salt Lake City. If you would like to submit a request to be on the show, please email mparsons at ksl.com. Now, here's the host of All Along the Wasatch, Mike Parsons. My guests today are from Self Help Homes, and the website is selfhelphomes.org. And we've got Executive Director Brad Bishop, Housing Specialist Haley Berger. Thank you both so much for your time. Thank you. Of course. Yeah, thank you. So before we get into what Self Help Homes is, and it's fascinating, and I'd never heard anything like this before, um, I kind of like to know how people end up where they are. So if you could just each kind of tell us a little bit about your background and how you ended up in your current role, maybe Brad, we can start with you. Uh, yeah, I, I got my uh, master's uh, back at BYU back in 88, with or 95, sorry, with um, my public administration degree. I thought I was going to be a city manager and ended up working for Utah County and with their housing authority. And after four years there, uh, they, they had me start... Uh, a new nonprofit, Rural Housing Development Corporation, and and it was and with it they wanted me to do the the U.S. Department of Agriculture's program called Mutual Self Help Housing. And after doing a couple hundred homes, we we changed our name to Self Help Homes, and I've been there uh, ever since. It's uh, it's about 25 years now. Uh, wow. with, with the nonprofit, yeah. And Haley, what about you? So. Uh, so I actually built in the program in 2014, ah. um, and so uh, at the time I was working as um, a homeowners association assistant, and I had some friends that had participated in the program, and they had told me about it, um, and so I looked into it, and I I uh, joined a group, and then um, we were actually finishing up uh, some of our landscaping and some final billing and stuff uh, in the, the spring of 2016. Um, and I had come into the office and a couple of the ladies here were like, hey, you've done loan processing. You know, we're looking for someone to come in and join the team. And um, I wasn't really looking for anything at the time, but uh, it was kind of a cool opportunity and I enjoyed the program. Um, and so I applied and I've been here ever since. So almost eight years now. Fantastic. So, Brad, tell us what it is you do. And when I went to your website and spent some time reading through everything, it was one of those things where, like, I've never heard of something like this, but, of course, this makes all kinds of sense. So kind of give us your elevator speech on, you know, what it is that uh, Self-Help Homes is and what you do and how. Very good. Well, well again, we're, we're a nonprofit. We're um we're headed by a, a volunteer board, and I'm the executive director. And, and uh, one of the main programs we run is, is again, this federal program called Mutual Self-Help Housing. And so we group um, eight to ten families together, and they, they build each other's homes using a mortgage from the Department of Agriculture. It's a, it's a special mortgage. It can uh, vary on the interest rate. It, it closes at a lower fixed rate. I think today is around, you know, just, just a little bit over 5%. And um, based on the family's income, they can um, qualify for as as much as as a one percent interest payment. Um, so the the program is is geared toward lower income families. Haley can probably fill in a little bit more on on what those amounts are. But uh, once they qualify for the mortgage, they qualify for the program where they over a eight to ten month period they build each other's homes under a construction supervisor employed by us, and he'll teach them all the. Um, 
things like framing and roofing and installing cabinets, painting, doing landscaping. You know, all, all we get to um, lower that, that uh, principal loan, and they end up with a lot of equity at the end by, by helping, each, not, helping each other not only building their own homes, but everybody's in the group. So nobody moves in until they're all complete. And are these typically homes that are all together? Yeah, we will we'll develop a subdivision now, and, and we'll uh, group a, a number of lots and sell them with uh, the house plans chosen by the families. Uh, they'll all close on the same day, and we'll dig, uh, if it's a group of 10, we'll dig 10 holes and start uh, get their foundations and deliver their lumber packages, maybe on the first three or four, and, and they'll start framing, and they'll just kind of move along until they framed all 10, and then subcontractors come in and put in their, you know, the ductwork and heating and cooling, and and then uh, after the drywall is installed, they'll start the painting, installing cabinets, and you know, kind of start all over again there until uh, all of them are finished. And Haley, I, the one byproduct from that that I can see is you know your neighbors before you even move into your house. Oh, 100%. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, you know, you create those friendships on the job site. And it, it's kind of an amazing thing because, you know, by the time you move in, um, you already have, you know, um, friends and, and neighbors that you can go to for, for questions or for help. And, um, you know, it, it was really kind of an interesting experience when, when I built because we were, um, we had a group of 10, but we had two separate areas that we were building in which really typically isn't a common thing. Hmm. Um, but but in the uh, the town that I had built in, uh, there were three of us individuals that, that got really, really close. And um, we spent a lot of time with each other even after the, the group. And so, um, you know, you build those friendships that last a long time, which is nice. I'm sure, yeah. So, Haley, who qualifies for the program? That is a good question. Um, so we are currently servicing... Um, Three separate areas. Uh, we have four, but Juab was just uh, just finalized, um, and so we have Utah, Wasatch, and Washington counties. Um, so for Utah County, every area has their own uh, requirements as far as income is concerned. Um, it does uh, depend on household size as well. Um, so for Utah County, um, a family of one to four can make up to $79,300. Um, a family of five to eight can make up to $104,700. Um, and then we're always looking for priorities. So, so priorities are um, considered a uh, very low income qualification. Uh, those ones uh, are, are um, you know, we want to make sure that um, we're meeting that requirement that USDA is required of us. Uh, so families of one to four for priority can make up to 49,550. Uh, families of five to eight can make up to 65,850. Mm. Um, and then minimum income to qualify in the Utah County area you're looking probably right around 48,000. Um, that to income ratio, family size, you know, things like that kind of uh, make a little bit of a difference here and there. Um, but that's kind of your, your typical number for Utah County. Um, Wasatch County minimum income is closer to about uh, 55,000. And then um, income limits for that area, a family of one to four can make up to 87,900. Uh, and a family of five to eight can make up to 11650. And then our priorities for that area are a uh, family of one to four can make up to 54,950. Um, and then a family of five to eight can make up to 72,550. Mm. Sorry, a lot of numbers. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, Washington County, um, we're looking minimum income is is probably closer to about forty to forty five thousand. Uh, that one's a little bit different. Um, limits there are a little bit uh, lower than the Utah County area. Um, so for a family of one to four, there uh, they can make up to seventy thousand two fifty, and then a family of five to eight is ninety two seven fifty. And then our priorities for that area, a family of one to four is 43,900 and a family of five to eight is 57,950. Um, something also to consider within those income parameters, uh, we, can, we can do de- uh, deductions for um, household size. So you get a deduction of $480 for uh, the dependents under 18. And then also, um, if you're a dual income family and you pay childcare, we can actually take those childcare expenses and deduct them from mm-hmm. the income as well. So someone who, who makes um, you know, 110000 in Utah County um, with a family of five, even though the income limit is 1047, then, um, you know, if they're paying enough in those childcare expenses every month, then they could easily qualify um, under that amount. And those and all this is on, found on the website, too. You can look it up there. And that's selfhelphomes.org. With those ranges you kind of uh, describe, Haley, that, that's a lot of people that would fall into those ranges. So is there a waiting list? We do have a waiting list. Um, and right now uh, we have a temporary hold on our regular waiting list. Um, just because we have so many people interested, but we are taking contact information for those individuals who are interested. And then once we do open that up again, uh, we are going to, um, you know, obviously contact everyone and let them know. Um, Our priority list, we are always, always accepting applications. And so if they fall within those income parameters um, and the debt to income ratio listed on our website, uh, then, you know, we, we could potentially put them into one of our upcoming groups. Mm. Um, just because that is something, those income parameters are, um, you know, a little bit tight sometimes. Um, and so, so they're a little bit harder to find applicants that qualify, mm-hmm. um, you know, for the full loan amount or with that debt to income ratio. Um, and so we're always looking for qualified priorities. Yeah. And Brad, how is the program funded? So as, as a nonprofit, we get our operating funds from a grant from the Department of Agriculture. We apply for a two-year grant to build so many homes. So right now we're building 65 homes in, in the four, uh, four counties uh, Haley mentioned. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then as far as the, you know, the, the, the mortgages themselves, Haley does all the kind of the pre-qualification kind of the underwriting and then, and then sends those over to USDA to get a, the mortgages approved again from the Department of Agriculture. Haley, here's the thing, as I was looking through the website that occurred to me, this sounds like an amazing idea. I would be very intimidated to not only build my own home, but to build other people's homes as well. What kind of direction do you get? Yeah, so <laughs> the funny thing about that is, you know, before I did this program, I had really no knowledge of tools. Um, you know, nail guns, what are those? You know, <laughs> um, but but it's an amazing, amazing experience. Um, our supervisors are out there teaching, um, you know, the ins and outs. Um, literally from start to finish, if you've never held a hammer, by the time you are done, um, you will be a pro. Wow. So, um, you know, it's it's kind of 
an amazing opportunity because not only are you building with other people, but you're you're really learning new skills. Um, and so, uh, you know, I I can honestly say that doing this program, you know, even before working here, um, it, it helped with a lot of other things as well, uh, you know, because we, we finished our basement, you know, later on, and that helped us, uh, you know, with some of the knowledge to be able to do some of the projects on our own to save us money, uh, you know, and so, so really you are learning quite a bit from our supervisors. They're out there, you know, on the job site um, and, and they're answering questions, uh, you know, they're, they're referencing, uh, you know, if there are mistakes made, you know, obviously they want to correct them uh, and, and they really are an amazing bunch of guys that are out there. Um, we kind of joke that not only are they supervisors, but they're kind of, uh, you know, psychologists out there oh, okay. <laughs> uh, helping, helping the families along the way. So. <laughs> so you come away with some home, with a home, with some skills and, and maybe with a better mindset as well. That's fantastic. We're speaking with Executive Director Brad Bishop and Housing Specialist Haley Berger. They are with Self Help Homes and the website is selfhelphomes.org. Um, Brad, I saw on the website that there are a lot of things um, about these homes that you kind of go over and above what's required. What are some of the advantages of uh, building a home with self-help homes? Well, and Haley described a lot of those. You you really know your home inside and out, how they're built, and and we're made, and we make sure that they're you know built well and and have a quality. Uh, we uh, build to an Energy Star standard, so there's um, you know additional insulation. We have uh, two by eight walls. Uh, you've you've got a higher efficiency furnace. You've got higher efficiency air conditioner, you know, just, a, just a lot of things that we put into it so that not only are the, the payments lower, you know, the their utility costs are lower. So uh, we, we always add that as a big plus. Uh, Haley mentioned that, you know, she, she got a job out of this and actually f- uh, five of the six construction supervisors also built through the program. So huh. uh, a, lot of, a lot of skills, a, a great home, it's affordable. And in the, in the 25 years we've been doing this now, we've had five foreclosures of the 600 and Wow, that's, 30 homes we've now started. That's <laughs> so, impressive. Kind of a yeah, 99% success rate. And and so uh, it's affordable and, and uh, just helps stabilize a lot of families here. So Haley, once someone's uh, application is approved, how long does it typically take from that day until the family moves into the house? Um, so you're looking probably at about uh, 30 to 60 days uh, to get them to closing. Um, so once they once they are found eligible, there are some other uh, documents that we have to go through and sign. Um, we have them sign on their house plans, budgets, things like that. Uh, and then we order an appraisal. And sometimes those appraisals can take a couple weeks to come back uh, and then obviously get them to closing. So they're actually closing on a construction loan before they build. And so we go through that whole process. Uh, and then, uh, you know, digging of holes, pouring a foundation, uh, that typically takes about six to eight weeks on average, and then they start their hours. Hmm. Um, so from the time that they physically start the hours uh, to the move-in date is about eight to ten months. I would say on average from the time they're found eligible to uh, you know move-in, that's you're looking probably closer to 10 to 12 months total. So in, in less than a year, you go from, okay, yes, you're approved to you have a home. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> um, how much money does a family save? by doing this over just buying the same house, you know, in the traditional way. So, 
So typically, in the in the past, we'd say twenty five to forty thousand dollars in equity. But with the run up of the market over the last three or four years, we we've seen averages, you know, between eighty and one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Wow! And that's in equity. And so, you know, what a, what a savings that is on the mortgage. <laughs> so, oh yeah. And Haley mentioned uh, putting in their hours. Brad, are there specific number of hours that they need to do? Yeah, we, we, we go over an agreement. Uh, Haley actually runs those classes with the construction supervisor. I'll have three pre-construction classes, and they, in the agreement, it requires a minimum of 35 hours a week. And that's per family, and and so if you've got a, a household of two, you know they'll they'll make up at least half of those 35 hours. And we have a lot, have a lot of dads, friends, and and others that come out to help them. And so in the end, it's about it's about 1,200 hours plus uh, for each family to not only build their house but everybody in the group. We also have uh, we have the Nebo School District comes out with with their class, and they help build some of the overbuilds or or parts of the home so they can get instruction. And we also have some of the construction management classes from. BYU and, and UVU come out on Saturdays to volunteer as well. So it's a lot of participation in that. And families can participate. Children can participate in in a couple of different ways. I saw on the website. How how can the kids help out? Yeah, I know on, on the agreement. Yeah, as far as hours being counted, they need to be 16 or older. If they're going to be running any tools, they have to be 18. Um, there are certain parts of the home that's probably uh, probably at the end when there's cleaning um, they can help out there. But we typically don't have children out on the on the uh, the work site. But uh, I'll have to go over those question and answers and look those over again. So <laughs> yeah. So typically under twelve, <laughs> under twelve, we don't allow them to be on the job site just for safety issues. Right. We want to make sure you know obviously that there um, there's a lot of loose nails and things like that. Um, so so we say you know fourteen year olds are, are more than welcome to come out and help um, pick up items and things like that. Um, we've allowed them to, you know, help carry boards and things, kind of keep them, uh, you know, uh, part of the home because you just, you have a lot of uh, families, you know, that are building and so they want to have their their kids participate if they can. Um, but yeah, Brad Brad uh, pretty much summed that up. So their, their hours can't start counting until they're um, 16 and then uh, power tools at 18. So okay. we just, we just want to make sure they're safe. That all makes sense, but the older kids can contribute. Oh, yes. Um, How many homes, I think you mentioned it, Brad, but how many homes have been built total through your program? So now this this program actually is run throughout the state. Our our nonprofit itself in those four counties have built over 600 homes now. We've we've now started another 30 homes um, that are under construction now. And but um, I, I won't list them all, but there's actually nine groups across the state mm. that are other nonprofits or government agencies that run this federal program. Utah is pretty cool. It's a ten um, percent of the homes are built in Utah across the nation for this federal program, and and so there's other. And we can go over those on the website or. Yeah. Um, but uh, anyways, yeah, about six hundred homes since we started in two thousand. And Haley, I, it seems like most of them are more rural areas rather than suburban areas. Is that on purpose? Yeah, so uh, the the program is actually run through uh, rural housing, and so uh, it's USDA rural development. So all of our current developments are actually required to be in a rural area, uh, and so those are our, our um, service areas as of right now. And Haley, you you deal with each and every family that comes through the program at this point. Do you can you give us some examples of maybe some success stories or uh, you know stories that kind of touched your heart as families came through and moved into their own home? Oh sure, yeah. We um, the most recent 
uh, that we did a, a pretty extensive story on um, was the the Badibanga family. Um, they actually were refugees and they came here from uh, the Democratic Republic of Congo in 2017. Um, and um, Francis uh, is his name. He came here actually ahead of his family to kind of prepare them so that they had a place to live and some income and um, and things like that. And he actually had come into our office um, and had discussed you know, uh, building in the program with me. Uh, and actually, at that time, he didn't speak English very well. So he brought a translator and we kind of had, you know, all these discussions and, um, and uh, he got on the waiting list. And it did take several years for them to kind of get to the top just because we had so many applications. Um, but, but he is honestly one of the sweetest men I have ever met in my life. Um, and, and he worked so hard. He worked, you know, his full-time job. Um, and then he, he was out at the job site, you know, as often as he possibly could, uh, just putting in those hours so that he could provide for his family. And um, they're a family of six. Uh, so they have four kids, and uh, they actually just moved in uh, this last June. And um, they're probably one of the most appreciative families that I've mm. met. And, and, you know, they give us rave reviews, which is amazing. But we, you know, we do the same in return because they've been <laughs> yeah. an awesome, awesome participant. I'm sure there's so. dozens of stories like that. Oh, yeah. We've, you know, it. we have a lot of amazing applicants, a lot of amazing participants in this program. Um, you know, we... we uh, have had a lot of single moms um, that have joined single dads. Um, so, uh, you know, and, and we've had even single individuals. Uh, we currently actually have an individual. Um, she's been kind of back and forth waiting on our waiting list for um, probably about five years now working with me. Um, and she just closed on her construction loan. And I cannot be any more excited for <laughs> anyone to apply. So I'm super excited for her. For sure. What are some of the rules, like after the house is built and the family moves in, can they turn around and sell it? Are they required to live there for a certain amount of time? So USDA, so yeah, really the mortgage is what kind of dictates, but, but they can they can turn around and sell it. Uh, the day after they move in. Mm. Historically, though, we we don't see that very much at all. <laughs> so, in fact, it, that's a kind of a rarity. But it but it's their home. There, it's you know they put in that year of equity, and and um, we, we see uh, the average homeowners of them prob- probably in the seven to ten year range. Um, just because you know, and typically. Until, well, I guess until this last couple of years, you know, now everybody stays in their homes because of their interest rates. Right. But, um, but, um, but historically, over the you know the twenty twenty five years, that you know the average stay is is at least seven seven or eight years. So yeah, um, I, yeah. I, w- I would imagine as you're building your house, you really you form an attachment to it that you wouldn't have just walking into a house that's already done. Correct. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I guess I should add, so because the the mortgage does have, there is some interest subsidy on that. There is a recapture provision from the mortgage. So if, if the family does sell in a seven or eight year period and, and say their average interest rate was 3% and they closed at maybe a four or 5% interest rate, then USDA will calculate the amount of interest that has to be paid back. Uh, but we'll always make sure that their um, equity is protected and, and that they'll be able to you know gain what they've you know paid down. And, and, and then there is a recapture for the 
responsible. So mm. for, from the federal perspective, we, we love we love that the federal government gets a hundred percent of its principal back and, and its and its share of interest. So it's it's pretty cool that way too. So Haley, if there's someone listening right now who just thinks, Man, this sounds like a great program, it's not something I need, but I would love to support it, what different ways can someone support self help homes? Sure. So uh, I'm always open to answering any questions that anyone has. Um, so if they, you know, if they have any questions for uh, for applications or um, you know even just simple requirements, they are always more than welcome to reach out. Um, our phone number here is eight zero one three seven five two two zero five, and I am at at extension one one one. They can also email me. Um, my email address is Haley. It's H A L i.e. at selfhelphomes.org. Um, or if they don't want to talk to me, that's totally fine. They can visit our website at selfhelphomes.org. We also have a, we have an office down in St. George also, and they can look that up. And Julie, Julie takes applications down there. And if there are groups that say, want to come out and, you know, let us come out for a few hours this Saturday and work on the home, is that something that people can do? So we, yeah, we, we try to keep that organized, but um, if, if they want to uh, email us, we can forward that on to a supervisor and, and, and he can tell you the hours. But typically, yeah, on a Saturday morning, um, we can we can, we can can manage up to 20 or 30 volunteers, but at the same time, we'd rather have them in the evenings because we have oh, so yeah. many volunteers and, and it's such a big Saturday for the families to be out there uh, that sometimes we just got to coordinate that um, during the week. Well, it's a really cool organization and a great idea, and I'm glad that so many people are taking advantage of it here in Utah. Ten, you said 10% of the homes nationwide are here in Utah. That's huge. Yeah, that's great. About 2,500 homes have been built across Utah. Wow. Well, the website is selfhelphomes.org. Go there and get all the information. We've been talking with Executive Director Brad Bishop and Housing Specialist Haley Berger. Thank you both so much for spending some time talking about what you do. It's very cool, and I'm sure there are people that haven't heard of this that can take advantage of it. Thank you for calling. We, we, we're glad that we could share. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to All Along the Wasatch with Mike Parsons. If you would like to submit a request to be a guest on the show, please email mparsons at ksl.com. That's mparsons at ksl.com. 